Welcome to Missouri Loves Company. I'm Brock Wilbur. I'm Vivian Kane. This is our podcast about moving from Los Angeles to Kansas City and... Being super happy all the time and loving everything. That was what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, I have a fun announcement. I'm now writing for a website called 50 States of Blue, uh, where I am the local two of the 50 states, I suppose, <laughs> uh, Kansas and Missouri representative. I now have press credentials to go out and try to interview Republicans and make them cry. Uh, Is that your actual job title? I don't know. (laughs) I'm doing radio voice. So (laughs) many. Right. Uh, I got started today and uh, like we're in such a fun, interesting time. And uh, what makes the site interesting uh, is that uh, several people that used to work at Vox now run it. Uh, my editor is somebody that I was in an introduction to fiction class with in college with like six other people. And she's just like, here we are uh, making a difference. And I'm like, yep. Uh, and uh, there is a lot to be said about making the local political stuff national right now, because every election in every city kind of matters all of a sudden. And we felt that when we got out here uh, and uh, we couldn't vote in our first election, but saw people doing Really lunatic stuff, uh, and now to see, uh, I, I got to write up as my first article for the site, writing about Chris Kobach, who is running for governor of Kansas uh, mm-hmm. and was running Trump's uh, anti-voter whatever panel thing that got shut down this week. Uh, and he's also a paid contributor to Breitbart, but he also is the guy that you might know because he met with Trump uh, uh, before Trump had moved into the White House, and there's a picture of him holding his notebook out to the cameras with all of his secret stuff facing the camera. Yeah, that piece (laughs) of shit. Uh, And so uh, it's just like, oh, it's just not, they're not sending their best. They're not sending their brightest. Uh, Kansas is sending uh, a lot of people into the Trump campaign that are now like uh, dictating how the stuff is going on a national level. And so to be here and be like, oh, hey, I grew up with that guy. And now he's trying to make the world bad for, like, everybody. Uh, not just Kansas. <laughs> not just Kansas, but he's also trying to come back to Kansas to run for, uh, for governor. And his voter uh, registration rules here, uh, which I, I think bears repeating, uh, one in seven Kansans couldn't vote under his laws. And I'll say that again. One in seven legal voters could not vote under this guy. And that's the guy that Trump's like, he should oversee the country. But he also wants to come back and do that same sort of thing. It's like, yeah, well, if one in seven people can't vote, that guy can win, uh, which is just a, a real wonderful nightmare. Uh, on the on the personal side of things, uh, everyone in my family is trying to die at the same time right now. Didn't my, know we were going to talk about that. My, uh, my grandmother's 87. She fell down a bunch of stairs and it is her time. She should go. But in the process, everyone in the Wilbur family... Uh, just like me, is the sort of person that cares too much about somebody else to then take care of themselves. So my dad got an infection in the hospital and is now also in the ER. Family's going to love that you're talking about all of this, by the way. I I think they know. Like, it is is our our way to care so much that we actually make ourselves the ones that are worse off than the people. What, you? Your family? No. No. Honey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's it's been a weird time uh, to be... uh, and especially because, uh, I, and I, I think we've mentioned it before on the show, like my grandparents, uh, I've said half-jokingly that I think Fox News turned their brains into mush in the last couple of years, and I really didn't want to leave on those terms with them. And so now there is sort of a little bit of a rush here to be like, I want to reconnect with you as a person and make sure that that's not... And change all of your worldviews? Yeah, I want to no. convince you. Think, 
but yeah, but to just reconnect with the idea of who the person is underneath because we can get overly politicized about stuff and I can take a step back from my side of it too. Uh, and so I think that that's going to be a big part of what my next week of, of life is, is sort of uh, talking to both my grandparents and, and trying to find a, a place where we can talk about humanity on humanity terms again. And that's, uh, that's exciting and challenging. And uh, I hope that other people don't wait till they get to this point to be here. <laughs> So we have a wonderful guest here tonight. Would you introduce yourself? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to try to follow note, that. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of a swing. So, yeah, my name's Tahir Atwater, Kansas City native. Work for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, I'm a very proud geek, lover of music. <laughs> have, have you, you know. been to Atwater in, in Los Angeles? No, I have not. Did Why you would you? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No. That was the neighborhood next to our neighborhood. We had not previously seen your last name. I was like, that's the neighborhood like next to ours. It's a very oh, okay. cool neighborhood. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it wasn't just a rundown shack. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shackwater? Oh, no. That's no. the worst place. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. Thanks for having me out. I appreciate yeah. it. So you both, uh, you run a podcast about uh, board games. I would like to say I run, but I don't. It's really, so friend Vince, uh, he's, uh, he loves podcast and so this was kind of his brainchild but then the four of us are pretty much the core group so yeah it's called, gotcha. it's called the meeples court we <laughs> uh you know anybody can do a podcast and that's the great thing about you get, it you're telling us <laughs> right but it, but that's but that's the cool thing about it so it's it kind of gives everybody that agency to have their own voice about mm-hmm. it and so we were trying to figure out what we could do just to change the format because that's you know i know you you have to do that right you have to figure out okay is there going to be a format to this is this going to yeah. be kind of freestyle <laughs> So with us, what we do is we'll have a plaintiff, we'll have a, a witness, a defendant, and then we'll have a judge. So we'll, we'll, we'll right? So we choose a game. Then, uh, so this last game that I had to defend was Monopoly, right? So I grew up, we usually, we usually do board games that aren't considered, say, the classic. Stuff mm-hmm. you would see at, say, right. a tabletop, hobby shop, that kind of stuff, or Ponds and Pints. But we decided, let's go with... There. Right? Yeah. I love that place. So I said, well, let's Br- go with some brief, old brief school. Brief aside for the non-KC uh, listeners, Ponds and Pints is a uh, a bar here in it's Kansas City brief, sorry. that you do like a $5 uh, entry fee to get in. And there's like 3,000 board games in there. And there's yep. a bar. The people running the bar very clearly are They're there. They're very nice. Are very nice, but are there to be around board games. Yes. Because none of our drink orders became drinks. Uh, but also, like, I, I saw something that became the saddest thing I've ever seen, which is at the end of the night of this place, instead of putting the board games up against the wall where they were, you put them in a pile of these are the games we played. And then I realized, oh, there are some, like, bar workers that when they shut down their bar at the end of the night have to go through Fireball Island and count yeah. the number of fireballs. Yeah. And I got so sad for that person. But you know what? But the funny thing is, they... Well, and I won't say that they probably hate that part, yeah. but still, right? They hate they they hate it less than most people, yeah. right? But yeah, so that's that's what we do. We have a lot of fun with it. Uh, there was another podcast that Vince did for a while called um, Psychothematics, where they would go into <laughs> movies. He's a huge movie buff, so you know, I have this close friend of mine who is just I have this close friend of mine who is just obsessed with podcasting, and he invites me along. So, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? Mm, boy, he's gonna kill me. I should know this. It's only been <laughs> like about months, years. It's only it's only Thanks. been 
maybe five months. Oh, okay. There, there are maybe six or seven episodes up okay. right now. But, so you put so people it's new. on trial within the game? Or you put the games we on We put trial. the game on trial. Oh, and then, so and then Monopoly, someone, so I had to guilty defend or innocent? It. I had to defend it. Okay. What <laughs> happens is the plaintiff gets to bring, we have a list of charges, so she got to bring three <laughs> Too charges. Too long, boring. Yeah, right? Basically. I, everyone wants to be yeah, the, the boot Yeah, the usual stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everyone <laughs> wants to be the boot? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, I haven't heard that one before. But uh, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll go sure. with that. Uh, so she brings up three charges, then I have to defend them. And I got to the, I was successfully defended two of the three charges. That's an amazing premise. Yeah, because Monopoly is one of those games that people love to hate. Uh, my We all put down our worst gaming experience, and mine was... A long time ago, I played Monopoly with my wife, my best friend, and his girlfriend at the time. Oh, no. And Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's played Monopoly says, no, you don't play it with people you, you love. That's right. <laughs> but we did that. And, of course, there were some deals that some negotiation was going on. She wanted to make a deal. That was a, it was a horrible deal for me. <laughs> right? And so I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, of course, my best friend's like, oh, can we make a deal? He had a great deal. I said, yes. She's looking at me like you make a deal with him, but not me. And I said, no. And I thought she was joking. So it's a game. At that point, it was no longer a game. Yeah. And so that led to about three days of awkwardness. You, there, a, we, you a Baltic <laughs> bitch is a good phrase. That we can... <laughs> I can say this because my brother doesn't listen to this podcast. Please, or, please do share. Or talk to me much anymore. Um, we, we went on vacation with my fam, most of my family. Uh, what was that? Like two years ago? Right? Yeah. And... Um, we were playing with so we were we were we were in Hawaii with my my dad and my stepmother and my two brothers my older brother's wife and uh, three young girls and like my wife my, my my brother and his wife don't like they their their family is their life right. and that's amazing but also like I want them to just go my goal was like go to the bar downstairs and yeah. I'll look after the girls right, but right. like they don't like to you know be apart and uh, and so the the most fun things we did was. They brought a bunch of board games, and we had adjoining hotel rooms, and they brought a couple board games over, and on, like, the second night, the board game that night did not go very right. well. This yeah. was supposed to be they, our, they brought like, over the, Coop. this 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 was oh, supposed yeah? to be, like, our grown-up hangout right. time. Right. Only the oldest daughter was still up, and she felt very cool, and, like, we were all, not the youngest, not the girl, um, but we were all having, like, some drinks in yeah. the hotel room and playing, what was it, Coop? Coup. The coup. Yeah. Which, if you haven't played, it's a game that uh, everyone has cards and everyone is maybe going to betray everyone else, but right. it's Someone's basically a, spy, a game of accusing each other. Right. Yeah, the whole point of the game, as as it was des- described to me, it was yeah. you're supposed to yell at each other until you find out who the spy was. <laughs> and no one was really yelling except for my brother. And so in in my like drunken, hazy memory, I'm like, well, I'll join in, I'll yell. And then suddenly my brother was calling me a cunt. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> when, when you don't talk for a couple of years and then you're engaged in a high stakes game yeah, of that's calling the game each we, other a liar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was call, I was calling his wife a liar yeah. uh, and he took it personally and mm-hmm. I have to say that I was right. She was the spy. Yeah. And, yeah. and both his wife and I and everyone else everyone in the room was fine. Yeah. just thought we were still playing a game until all of a sudden <laughs> doors were slamming yeah. and we're like, the yeah. game is over now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like. And a, then we didn't talk for days on Hawaii, an island yeah. where we're yeah. trapped right? with each other. With adjoining rooms. So I want to bring my brother on, <laughs> on trial on your podcast. That's yeah, my right? new goal. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Will, 
We're going well, see, on that's, trial. I think that's a different podcast. That's not <laughs> even. That's not the game on trial. That's an actual that's, gamer yeah. on trial. So <laughs> yeah. we'll figure out what that is. Family right? feud. Yeah, a family feud. That's also yeah. not that game. Yeah, 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 but you can make it that. You know. Yeah. So yeah. right before Thanksgiving, I got the new uh, Mondo game of of the thing. Yes. How um, is it? We haven't yeah. tried it yet because it is also an accusation game. And her younger brother was coming here. I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking ruin right. the rest of the right. family. Hey, lesson learned. That's, yeah. that's important. That's important. It looks like a cool game. It, it does. It does. I, I, did I just you have get to, the special? I did version? get the special edition. Rock, yeah. Rock's the one that needs I've the special I've got to find some, some relationship that I'm fine ruining. Yeah. Uh, so a big <laughs> part of our show here is to, is to have people on that are doing important stuff in the city. And what you are doing in the city a is... A gaming podcast. <laughs> cute i'm very funny keep going <laughs> as a shopkeeper yeah. <laughs> uh, no you work at uh, big brothers big sisters in kansas yeah. city right right and uh you bring people in and we just last night went through your sort of introductory program and it is fucking cool like it is such a cool program that right. you have working here and and i've never that i've never been a part of a, an organization that asks for volunteer stuff that acknowledges that um you're not needed. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. these people, kids like fine. these kids are not broken. Yeah. These kids are not like in need of you to yes. fix them. You are not some savior character. Right. They need a pal to hang out with. And if you want to do that, come hang. Yeah. Mm. It's my, it's one of my biggest, it's not even a pet peeve. That's too light. <laughs> that's too light term. It just annoys the hell out of yeah. me that so many people take on, they have this like this martyr complex and that these kids need saving. It mm. totally changed the dynamic of whatever you're trying to do. These kids don't need saving. They just need friendship. Yeah. Right. I, I don't need someone to save me. I just need someone to help me. You That's a very different thing. You and didn't you, even use the term at risk, which like is no, the most popular term no. in like, yeah, it's, it's and, and you down downplayed the rest of them. Like it's like oh, if I were to say like these <laughs> kids are from a single parent household. And any of you were from a single parent you. household, yeah. right? You would also walk out on me yeah. right now and be and call bullshit. Like yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, we were talk- both just really impressed and like oh, connected thank you. with what you. Yeah, we we do a lot of um, we do a lot of kind of staff focus groups about what kind of language and at risk yeah. is one of those terms. I think in a lot of social services where it's it's a debate. Yeah. I don't like to use the term. There's too it's too loaded. People don't have context yet for what the program is. And if you belong to any of those demographics or those groups, you grew up in that way. You're not going to hear anything else I say because all you're thinking is you called me at risk yeah. 50 minutes ago or you called my kids at risk yeah. or my mother or my father. So I cut that out. That's awesome. What so- are the biggest like challenges that you face? Because the one that exists in my head that I worry about is like this is Kansas City. And in the same way that I am making and not making friends in this way, uh, what is it like to find people that are very, very religious versus people right. that want to help out that are not that way? Right. <laughs> so so I'm not religious. I'm not a religious person, right? But I was raised by religious people, and, and so I never condescend to people who are. But I think the beauty of this program is we're allowing people to choose one another on their own terms. Yeah. So, for instance, I had a big brother who was 66. He was retired. He was a retired chemical engineer, and he was doing our ACES program where you hang out with a teenager, you wouldn't ever think a 66-year-old and a 15-year-old would be hanging out, right, <laughs> on either side. Just neither one of them would probably choose to do that. But they were only supposed to see each other twice a month. That was the, the expectation. They saw each other every week because for Big Brother, his thing was church. He was heavily involved in church. Uh, he's Christian. I'm not sure what denomination. He loved fishing. And uh, there was one other thing he loved to do was church, fishing, and golf. So he said, if I can be matched to a kid that shares the same faith and is open to golf and open to fishing, I'm good. And they saw each other four times a month. 
They saw each other every weekend because their thing was they'd go to church and then they'd go fish or golf or something like that. So it worked, right? What would have been horrible is if we didn't take that into account and we just assigned these people, right? <laughs> we just assigned a big to a little and next thing you know, it's, hey, I'm a devout atheist and, oh, this kid is in church three days a week. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of their identity for both people and that's just awkward because now you have to either obscure this part of who you are or you have to find some way to talk about it and you don't feel like you're trying to indoctrinate a little kid, right? Yeah. So we try to avoid that. And for a lot of people, the, the thing I love most about this, so I've been a big since 2004. When I started working there, I used to think that if we're going to allow people to choose, it was going to be those big bucket things. It was going to be race. Mm-hmm. It was going to be orientation. It was going to uh-huh. be religion, faith. And what I found is most people are really just trying to figure out what what hobbies do we have what in can we common, talk right? About? What can yeah. we talk about, right? And that's not at all to diminish that, hey, race and religion and orientation, all those things are huge. That's a huge part of who we are. And if you can find people that have that in common and they want to connect, great. Mm-hmm. But there's also going to be stuff you talk about other than that part of your identity. There's yeah. going to be, hey, do you like board games? If that's all you do is play board games <laughs> and you're hanging out with a kid that hates them, that that's going to be tough right but hopefully you can find some other stuff so that that's a big that's an important part of what we do and so i I love that i I don't want to say this day and age identity culture whatever that is Mm -hmm. it's always been a big part it just seems to be played up a lot more over the last couple years especially politically because we have someone in office who doesn't understand that (laughs) um so it's cool to have it's cool to be part of an organization that's all inclusive right we'll have we've had people come in that said hey They've gone through the whole info session, that orientation you two sat through. And after the end, they'll come up to me and say, hey, so can I do this? Yeah. And I'm saying, well, yeah. And they'll say, well, you know, I'm, I'm gay. And so there are places that I can't volunteer at. And we go, no, I don't care. Wow. Just come on in. You're fine. As long as you can meet that commitment, right? And so we don't have that. It doesn't matter what those things are. We're just going to make sure that child safety is first, second, third for us. And then... Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we create a good friendship. And, and part of that is something you've identified as, as a, a, mere, a merely data-based thing, that there's over 400 kids on a waiting list for this metro area yeah. alone, yeah. just looking for a big brother, big yeah. sister. Right, yeah. yeah, greater Kansas City. So, I mean, it covers a large area. We're talking Liberty, Shawnee, Belton, Olathe, Independence, all points in between. But, yeah, just for this agency, uh, Kansas, Missouri side, over 400. It's been as high as 500 plus kids. Wow. And when you find out that, yeah, these aren't all broken kids. These aren't kids that are in and out of the court system, right? These are just everyday kids. Some of them have faced adversity, but they all actually want to be in it. Mm-hmm. It's not, a lot of people think these are just kids just sitting there and their parents put them on a list. They don't even know about it. It's yeah. like, no, these kids actively said, yes, I've been through the in- info sessions. An eight-year-old kid, a 15-year-old, a 17 is like, yeah, I want to do this. And then they're just waiting. And some of the statistics that uh, you went through last night, which I know that you said in the moment, like, census has changed. Like, right. not everything is super accurate. But, I mean, you cannot you cannot ignore how impressive it is that when you compare the high school graduation rates right. of of uh, kids who have bigs right. versus kids who don't because kids who have bigs is 100%, right? right. Yeah. Graduation rate, that's amazing. Yeah. Just from... And and like you said last night, like that's not that's not because like the bigs go in and do tutoring or SAT prep. It's just having relationships yeah. with people that care. That's like not is. that they don't have people that care, but just another person. To in reiterate, their life. a one hundred percent high school graduation yeah. rate. Right. Yeah. And it's I mean, you, you tend to hold yourself 
to a standard that other people around you hold mm-hmm. yourself to, right? So if you have good people around you and they hold you accountable, yeah. you don't take it as someone hammering you down. You yeah. take it as someone caring, and so you just want to do better. Yeah, it's not their paid tutor, not anything, just yeah. someone that wants them to do well right. and asks them how they're doing on a weekly basis. Yeah, that, yeah one of our recruiters, we, we had an do. info session today, and he said, I've never heard him say this before, but I thought it was great. He said, you know, you're basically as a big, you're 75% friend, 25% life coach, hmm. you know? Because a lot of people will come in. I didn't tell the story last night, but I had this big sister. We made this great match. They had all these things in common. They both loved tennis. Big sister wanted to go into account, or little sister wanted to go into accounting. Big sister was an accountant. It was like, oh man, this is great, right? Little sister always wanted dogs. Big sister had two of them. Oh man, I'm killing it. I'm about to make this this amazing, you know, Disney movie match. It's gonna be right. And so big sister calls me after about a month, and she's like, so I'm a little worried because we're not. She doesn't seem to really be into it, uh-huh. you know? And I said, okay, well, well, tell me about what you've been up to, right? And she goes, well, so after we did the teaming, we met. The next week, I brought her out to the office because she wanted to go into um, to accounting. So you know, I brought her in. Do. Right. So yeah. she spent like half the day with me at the office, <laughs> right? Then um, she's talking about going and, you know, getting a job. And so I said, well, let's do like a mock interview thing. So we went over to my friend's office and we did mock interview. And she's just not all that into it. And I said, well, I can tell you why. Because she's not having any fun. Yeah. <laughs> right? She came into this program thinking, oh, okay, to be a big, I have to be this this life Role coach, model, job tutor. Yeah. And it's like, no, focus on the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what kids love to do is, is cosplay as an accountant. <laughs> yeah. That's it's really... huge right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the tumblers. Boy, it's, howdy. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Right? Calculators flying <laughs> off the shelves right now, right? Would, so, yeah. Would you be willing to tell the story about your your story about you and your little because it's an incredible story, but also I understand if it's not a <laughs> no. Which one? The the one with the the backyard. The yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Jalen is. I've been matched. My wife and I are in a big couple. My wife Beth. Which is what we're sorry. Yeah. Which is what we're really excited to do because I never knew you could do this in. Big brothers, big sisters, like you can be paired one on one, but you can also do it as a couple, which is what you do and right, what right. Brock's sister does. And we're really excited to do that. I never knew you could do that. Yeah, I'm so, excited for so you. Cool. My sister has a little, and uh, her and her husband took the little to a hip hop concert uh, <laughs> where the little berated my sister's husband because uh, <laughs> there were some hot shorties checking him out. He's 12. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my sister's husband's dancing was so poor that it was. It was embarrassing him. Negging him <laughs> in a hip hop situation. But I'm like, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll give him some. I'll give him some props. I, I'll appreciate someone even if they can't dance if they they put themselves out there. Yeah. But kids being kids are brutally honest. Yeah. Says the best dancer I've ever seen. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So uh, so Jay at the time, right? We've been matched now for about three years. Coming this February. He'd never done any manual labor at all, <laughs> and grow, that blew my mind because growing up. I had to do something. I was sweeping up something. Sometimes I felt like my parents just threw stuff in the yard just so I had to do something. I hated it, right? Fall so, isn't even a real thing. Yeah, they just gather I just leaves hated all year it, round. Right? And, you know, That's a weird joke. Yeah, but, so my, my parents fall lighted me. It's like a gas lighting, but with yes, leaves. So yeah, I don't right? know. It's this kind of weird matrix thing with the seasons. So, yeah, so being in the Midwest, we get all the seasons, right? Which... So when people come in, they're like, oh, I can't wait for snow. I'm always like, where are you from? I'm new. That's right? me. Where are you That's from? Me. <laughs> right? Uh, it's pretty as it's falling, but then once it lands, it's... it's. So anyway, so I call up Jalen's mom. I said, hey, I'm going to... Hopefully you're okay with this, but our yard looks like crap. I need some help raking leaves, right? And I'm not... Again, 
this was pretty early on in the year. I live on a block full of retirees. And so I feel as if they spend maybe 12 hours a day in their yard. And we just can't keep up with that. So I, it, I see that in our neighborhood too, where I'm like, am I supposed to be raking? Yeah, yeah right. All the I think time. the wind will take it away. I, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's nature. It's, yeah. it's built in. It's supposed to be it's there. Built it'll go. In, yeah. Right? But yeah, but people don't take that argument. So mm. so I called up Jay's mom. Hey, can I, um, I'm going to go bring him over to the house. He's going to help me rake leaves. And she was hype. She's like, yes. She goes, put his ass to work. And I was like, okay. All right. Right. And you, my wife and I being a big couple, she usually does everything with us. But for whatever reason that day, there was a. Um, <laughs> Uh, that she didn't want a, to do yard a, work. Air quote, scheduling conflict. Yeah. <laughs> Something came up, right? So I take Jay to Home Depot. He gets his own pair of work gloves. He spent like 10 minutes picking out these gloves. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to care what they look like. Um, he went to, I sent him to go get hey, some he, yard He bags. really cares about like what shoes he puts that's on. That's all. Stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. all he's about, right? <laughs> he's got so, three pairs of Jordans. He alternates between, alternates between them. And, and he always like picks the one minutes. that goes yeah. against your team. Yes, yeah. every time. Yes. We were paying attention during the And I appreciate yesterday. that. Yeah. I appreciate that, right? I sent him out to get some yard bags, right? <laughs> he came back with one bag. And I said, dude, they don't sell them in singles. So that meant you just went over and like ripped that out of the pack somewhere. <laughs> That's right? all he wanted to do. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. He's trying. So we get over, we get the Did bags. you want a drawstring too? I, I, I can get one of those. Yeah. So I take so we get back to the house and the front yard looks pretty good because people see that part. Right. So I I, I upkeep that a little better. It's not great, but you know, it's whatever. We get to the back and at this point he's he sees the leaves and he goes, Wait, we're doing this? And I said, Yeah. And he was like, So who else is coming? And I said, It's just us, man. Where's Beth? I don't know. I don't know, right? She's not answering any of my texts, right? I think she's even in the house and hiding, hiding, right? Like looking through the blinders. So he starts... The, the curtains are just constantly moving. <laughs> yes, right? So he gets his rake and I'm showing him how to rake. I mean, you take it for granted, but if you've never done it, it just, it's it's this alien thing and it looks, it seems yeah. horrible and you think, I'm not doing it right. And you go, no, that's probably because you're doing it right because there's... there's there are few things more frustrating than raking leaves for the first time. It doesn't matter how I'm big a bundle you get. It's just going time. to yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. go anywhere. It doesn't go There's anywhere. No direction. It doesn't go anywhere. You'll get the biggest pile of leaves. You're like, oh man, this is going to take quick. This is going to go quick. And then you open that bag, and about sixty percent of them just fall back to the ground. Right. So he's like, "Am I doing this right?" I said, "Yeah, you're doing it right. This is as good as it gets. I have no other technique to show you." So you start on that corner. I'll start on this corner. And about five minutes in, he wore a T-shirt that said Beast Mode on it, right? Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. And five minutes in, literally, I looked over and he was laying face down in the grass. <laughs> I was freaked out for a second. So I run over. He's like, okay. And he'd roll him over. He's like, oh, I'm so tired. I said, man, <laughs> you're wearing Beast Mode on your shirt. And you're five minutes. I don't even see a leaf in the bag, right? Have you done anything? Beast Mode maxes out around three minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You and, go hard, but then you done. Yeah. And to be fair... Beast mode relates to football. I don't yeah. know what Marshawn Lynch is like when he gets with a rake in his hands. I don't know. So I don't make that assumption. So Have, Having been on a, on an Xbox commercial with him, I can tell you he can oh, go nice. for about five minutes at a time. And that was, was that raking leaves? That was memorizing words, which is Ooh. worse for Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Hey, he's just there not to get fined. Yeah. Nope. That's all it is. Yep. That's, yes. all, that's all it is. So, uh, so he starts in one corner of the yard. I start in the other. And slowly but surely, very slowly, we got to the middle. And at the end of it, he was really, really proud of himself. And he said, um, gender roles notwithstanding, he said, man, this." I said, why'd you like this so much? Because he's been to his first Royals game, his first Chiefs game. He's been to his first Sporting KC game. He's been to plays. He's been to all these things. He's had barbecue sampling now, thanks to my wife and I. 
We still can't agree on what the best barbecue is, but whatever. And uh, he'll still he'll still say that raking leaves was still one of his favorite memories with us over three years. And he said, well, it made him. He said it made me feel like a man, right? And again, gender roles notwithstanding. Um, but it was still I got what he was trying to say. Yeah. And he made me stage a photo of him with all these bags, and I use it in my presentations, which you all saw. Because usually I tell people about the yard work, they think I'm, they think I'm making a joke. Then they see this picture of yeah. this before and after of my little brother. It's a very vivid bags. photo. Yeah. Yes, right? <laughs> and so I use that photo all the time. And it's, it's a nice highlight because when people think about being a big, they think, oh, I don't have the time or I, I wouldn't be able to think of what I was going to do. And I was like, no, I... We rake leaves. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm not good right? enough at math to be a tutor. Yes. Like, and it, so I shouldn't be a big. That's, like, that's what I'm not saying. what it's about. Yeah. 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 It didn't cost me any money. Mm-hmm. It didn't really cost me. It didn't cost me any time. I was going to have to do it. I just I had help. <laughs> yeah. Right? So who doesn't want that? Even if the help wasn't as uh, motivated as I would have hoped. But then again, I wasn't motivated to yeah. do it either. So, um, but that's just, it's just one of those cool memories that you just form from being a big, you yeah. know, it's just a friendship. One that's of the all. big things that you guys sort of have planned out, which it felt good to see and to feel like I wasn't going insane thinking that that's how it should go was that like, uh, it's like, Oh, this is a minimum, like one year commitment to being in somebody's life. But also you don't come in day one and like finding Forrester then <laughs> and change everything. <laughs> like socks are inside out right. now. And I yeah. now write your book. Right. Like it's, yeah. Uh, no, it's y- not. Yeah, that. It's all about like okay, and there was an actual. There's an actual timetable about like post six seven months is when you start to try to change their life or like be a part of it in that different well, way, other when, than like, just trust, being there. Yeah, well, just when trust is developed, yeah, form like an actual relationship. Right. Because again, like we're not there to change their lives. We're just exactly. there to be in yeah. their lives. Yeah. But, 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 but that, like, that is really... it, against the, what people want to do, yeah. which is to come in and like, I'm going to save someone. Right. Like, but, no. But <laughs> like, I mean, my understanding is that like a lot of people go in or might go in thinking like from day one, you're in this kid's life. Right. And to like really be there, it, it takes some time. Right. right. Yeah. And I think, I think part of it is maybe pop culture. Usually when you right. see an adult, Helping kids, it's this rescue thing. I'm going to go into this bad neighborhood and I'm going to just op- I'm going to I open their to eyes to all these amazing things. All the kids. Yes, yeah. right. And and so people <laughs> the, come. The in. number of movies that we write about about the white savior and they're like, yes. what the fuck is happening? It yeah. just it yeah, just it just gets so old. And so you know. Wait, how how long does it take to white savior a kid? Is that not what we're going into? Oh, at least two like, weeks. Yeah, we we left that timeline out <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> Of the info was session. That, was that a really terrible joke? Thank you for playing <laughs> okay, along yeah. so much. I'm yeah. so I mean, sorry if you're in trouble now. Joke. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, um, seriously, you people come in with all these preconceived notions mm-hmm. about what this is, and that's probably one of the number one things yeah. I have to dispel right off the bat. How long is, does it hey, take to save a child? Yeah, take your yeah. cape off. You're not, you're not a superhero. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate... Take your cape off is such a trademark right? phrase. I, well, thank you. I appreciate shirts. that. I should. Yeah. I actually I should. I'm going to think yeah. about that, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, take your cape off. You're just being a friend. You don't have to... You're not here to save them. You know, yeah. Jalen's got an amazing support system. My wife and I just get to be an added yeah. part of that. And, you know, we were all kids. We know that your parents... It's like anything. Any voice you hear all the time, especially if it's an authority, mm-hmm. um, it it just starts to become white noise at times. You Mm -hmm. just kind of get used to it. You have this bias against that voice. You have some new voices that come in and they don't come in and as a, as an authority figure, they come in as a friend. Hey, we're going to go out and do fun stuff. And Oh, by the way, we're going to mention every once in a while. Hey man, your history test is coming up. How's that going? Yeah, I know I need to study. Okay, cool. And then he studies. Yeah. Right. And And, and you've mentioned that in your relationship, like 
uh, your little's family will say something seven times and it doesn't sink and then you say it once and that the kid's yeah, like, it'll, okay, let me think it'll about click. that. It'll <laughs> click. I mean, to the point where Jalen's mom will call Beth or myself and say, hey, can you talk to him about this or that? I've talked to him a bunch of times or his uncle's talked to him, but you know, can you just mention it to him? And then she'll call us after the fact and say, hey, thanks. I don't know what you all said, but, and there've been times I use, there, we'll get calls all the time. We'll get these stories from bigs that say, you know, grandma called me or dad or mom called me to say, hey, thank you because so-and-so passed this test or so-and-so stopped fighting with their brothers and sisters. And the big's like, yeah, we just went out for ice cream. Yeah. We didn't even mention that. But yeah, you're welcome. We'll take credit for that, right? It's just <laughs> it's just, it's just natural. That's what a friendship is. It yeah. kind of just seeps into, hey, this there's a positive person in my life, so you start doing more positive things. Who, who doesn't benefit from having more people that care about exactly. them in their lives? Right? Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what we're trying to provide. Can you can you talk about the police ride thing, or is that crossing a line? The what? The which one? The ride along. Oh yeah. So um, so Jalen was out with a friend of his, and they were playing basketball, and some local kids were shooting a BB gun at people. Uh, and I don't think Jalen and his and his and his boys even knew who these kids were. And his friend got hit in the mouth with one of the BBs. And like went into his mouth, and he didn't even realize he was bleeding. And I think he probably had to get some sort of surgery or done after the fact, right? Was it was this that sort of thing that you get hit with the BB, and it isn't until later that somebody tells you, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just like ow, something right? hurt, something hurt, this? and it's like yeah. no, it's in your mouth, oh, route, right? Mid- Midwest kids know BB stuff in that way. Then, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't take you long to realize. No, I don't want to get shot with that. That is not a nerf. <laughs> that is not a nerf yeah. gun, right? I mean, you people shoot squirrels with these things, right? You will um, shoot your eye out. Yes, kid. absolutely. <laughs> so, good, good callback. Good callback. That's nice. That's good. That's good. That's good work. So <laughs> that was good work. <laughs> no so, one's ever said that to me on the podcast yes. before. Yeah, it's take it. Really nice. yeah, give, Don't ruin give me a little pound. There you go. <laughs> so, so anyway, so Jalen's out with his friend. His friend gets shot by these knuckleheads with the BB gun, right? Uh, his friend is okay, by the way, but. They go home. They leave. And I'm so happy that Jalen didn't go try to confront these kids. He was really smart about it. He said, hey, this is a bad situation. Let's just leave. And that's probably due to... Did you raise a confronter kid in Jalen? No, I didn't. But he has uncles. He has an aunt. He has his mom, his grandma. And they've all done a really, really cool job of making sure that this kid is thoughtful about what he's going to do. Right? Awesome. (laughs) So that way, we just have to come in. We don't have to... We're not introducing something new to him, so to speak. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, plus I'm just like, yeah, just, just leave that. Nothing good's going to come from that, man. Let yeah. alone, let alone you getting shot yeah. with a BB, right? Don't go yell at a gun. Yeah. Let's yeah. just start it, there. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's trademarkable. We have so right? many t-shirt nope, ideas yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Right. Especially now that you're here in the Midwest. Yeah. Right. For any people who. everyone seems to have one. Yes. Yes. I would say for, uh, that would be a great t-shirt or a gift to give someone Who's a transplant from, say, California? Just that's say, me. hey, that's me. by the way, yeah. now, now that you're here, yeah. here's some things. Here's some guidelines. Um, so Jalen gets home. I don't know that he tells his mom much about what happened. Uh, then the police show up, and they want Jalen to do a ride-along with him so he can point out um, the house. And Jalen's mom this was... This is so insane to me because ride-along stuff is reserved for, like, murders where I come right. from. Like, what is that? <laughs> right, right. Identifying where a BB gun came from yes. is fucking insane. Right. <laughs> and so this, understandably, freaks his mom out because, again, he's got this support system and they've worked so hard. And Jalen's black. And the idea of this little black kid in the back of this cop car is that nightmare image oh, that, that no parent wants. And she... 
So she called and me up. And they're going to see him in there and they're Yeah, gonna... right? And and even though the cops were doing everything to explain to him, "Hey, this is you did nothing wrong. We just need you to come with us." That is still Jalen's 14 now. So he has seen so much stuff. He's heard so many things. He's experienced things. He hasn't experienced he hasn't had very many experiences at all positive experiences with the police that's just right and then he sees what's going on um he and i have had those talks you know the talk uh, about how to how to interact with the police and so now his mom's like we've done all these things right and yet and still here the cops in front of us saying we want you to do this right along and she called me right she called me to say she was beside herself she was really upset like the middle of the night this was the middle of the night um and i so i told I was telling you all this this whole group last night not to freak people out because yeah. those stories usually don't happen. But right. you're thinking about that timeline, right? That building that trust. Here's this kid that if not for this program, my wife and I never would have met him, right? He lives f- five minutes away from me, right? Now we have this amazing friendship to the point where we've established so much trust that we were one of the first people that his mom called to say, hey, I'm just really sorry. Can you talk to him about this? Mm-hmm. You know, the next time you see him. And I said, yeah, you know what? I'll come pick him up tomorrow and we'll go out, we'll grab some fries or some custard and we'll just talk about what his experience was. Because his whole thing was, mom, I don't want to be a snitch. I don't want to be a snitch. He didn't want to say anything, right? And so that was a whole other set of, you know, that was a whole other discussion. This is what I really wanted to ask you about. And and you just identified it by by its term. You had said you'd already had the talk with him. Right. And uh, a lot of what Big Brothers, Big Sisters in Metro City area is, is is pairing us with kids. And I was like, I do not know what talk to give right. to a little about the police. Right. What do you say? Oh boy. That's a, that's a series that's a of, that's question. a series of books and movies. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so I, I tend to go with the talk that my mom and dad gave me in that a lot of my friends have had, which is helping him understand that, we live in a world that is not an ideal world and that people are oftentimes going to make, they are not going to give you the benefit of the doubt because of the fact that you're black. And so you have to move through the world navigating that perception of yourself. So for me, my dad would tell him, my, my parents taught me that if I'm wearing it, this was when I was a kid, this was way before Trayvon Martin, right? I'm 38 years old. They're, they told me not to wear a hood anytime I go in any any place. Just don't wear a hood. Keep your hands out of your pockets. If you go to the convenience store, if you go in anywhere, and maybe not, maybe try not to wear that hood much unless you're going to a friend's house because people are going to see this young black boy. They don't know who you are, but they're going to make some assumptions. So don't do that, right? And so as a kid, it's really, really, really frustrating to be told that you've been robbed of that first impression, right? You're taught as a kid about how to speak up, uh, how to display some intelligence, all these things, right? Carry yourself, walk with your back straight. And let's also agree, a black hood is the single greatest piece of clothing anyone can own. It's it's so it's, functional. I've I've worn it for 20 yes, years. I love them. Yeah. I, I still have a closet of them, a closet full of them, and I still put them on, and my wife's just not a big fan of them. So she, I'll have them on, she goes, oh. Honey, you can't wear it out. She's like, she's just, she's like oh, we're going we're, with the hood we're again. We're dressing up today. Right, and Chris... It's like Christmas just passed. Won't you wear one of the things that you got for Christmas? I was like, okay. And I actually got a hood for Christmas, so I put that on. I was like, check, mate. Right. But so that's part of the talk, right? Why um, after Labor Day, uh, black hoodies the rest of the year? You would hope. Uh, you would hope, right? So uh, another thing I was told as a kid was 
if you're in the parking lot, do not look into cars. If you're out with a bunch of people and let's say Wait, there's what? let's say there's a Ferrari or a Corvette or something oh, or just Jesus. a really nice car. Just don't look at the car. Don't get close uh, to the car. Don't don't stop. Don't stop to check the car out. Just keep walking, right? Uh, so, which isn't that the point of people having cars that's like that part for people of it, to stop right? and look? That's part of it. Which is probably which I think is a question I asked my parents. Yeah. Like, hey, that's <laughs> but that's why they're there. You want to look at cars. We look at cars and they said, "Again, son, there are going to pe- be people who see you standing out there." That aren't yeah. going. That aren't going to think. Oh, there's a kid looking at my cool car. Nine one one. There's some kids casing my car, right? And this is a conversation that I had when I was ten, when I was fourteen, sixteen, S- twenty one. Some, someday college. a man will make a suit out of strobe lights, and he won't want you to look That's at right. him. That's right. Look away. It's his strobe light suit. Look away, right? And so that is in a lot of ways to talk in in so many different groups, especially minority groups um, and women. I would say everyone has some version of the talk, right? So. Black, black people have the talk. Women have the talk, right? The talk mm-hmm. for my wife was, here's how you try to stay as safe as possible when you go out with your friends, mm-hmm. right? There are things that you, your you male are doing friends a can nod do. on top of this that is the least convincing thing I've ever seen. Like, What's that? Just, what do you oh. You, you'll be safe. Like you're yeah. just doing oh. a no yeah. back right. and it's forth. Just, like yeah. it is 10% of what you can do. Right, <laughs> right. Um, you're still at the mercy of just hoping that you're around people that aren't monsters, right? Yeah. But then there's that talk. There's talk that the gay community might have. There's talk that if you're a Muslim, if you're an immigrant, there are all these talks that people have to have on top of just the normal, hey, you're a kid. Here's how you, you know, don't look both ways for you cross the street. Oh, and by the way, you're a minority. So let's talk about all these extra layers of perception and what you have to do. And oh, by the way, when you interact with the cops, you don't talk back. You say only what you need to say. Speak when spoken to. Keep your hands up. Like on on the steering wheel at all times, look them in the eye, blah, blah, blah. You go through it, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole checklist of stuff that you're taught as a kid to do. And so when you're thinking about trying to make sure that, um, when I'm trying to make sure that Jalen knows that, hey, not all cops Uh are bad, right? Or this or that. But you also have this layer of be careful, be careful, be careful. It's like going to the zoo and telling a kid, hey, that's a majestic bear. They're beautiful creatures. <laughs> Don't put your hand in there. They will kill you. Yeah. Right? So you have to balance that, right? Also, um, do you have berries? Don't have berries. Don't have Let's berries. Just agree we don't yeah. have berries yeah. here. Also, right? not all bears. Like, That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. yes. No one right? laughed for this, like no. long enough to make me think that I'm just <laughs> this making is, really bad jokes. This no. is so yeah. horrifying because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what you do with a, with a trickle down, which is that you were doing... I have a race thing, but I have uh, a separate generational thing, and you have so many other things that can play into this. Like, right. what what do you tell bigs that take on these kids? Right. Is are you are? Can we also just be honest that you're also asking bigs like us that that right. are white? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, area. tell me yeah. what you say. Right. Also, yeah, one. So, like, let, just say what say what you're asking. So, yeah. so I also I'm also part of um, our diversity task force, and we focus on recruiting diverse bigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's another thing across a lot of nonprofits, there's always there's often a gap between the demographics that are served and the and the demographics of the people choosing to be involved as volunteers. Yeah. Excuse me. So 80 percent of the kids we serve are African-American, Hispanic, Latino. Right. Only about 22 percent of our volunteers wow. are non-white. So you have mostly white volunteers getting uh-huh. getting putting these amazing friendships 
with kids from different ethnicities um, and all the other cultural things that may come with that. So, And I do not trust white people like myself to answer these questions correctly. But so that's the thing, right? It kind of comes back to what we said before. When I first started working here, I assumed that people would make these matches and connections based on those huge cultural identity pieces, yeah. right? My right. race. And, and of course, we make sure that just like you two will be able to give your preferences. If you have preferences around race and religion and yeah. language and hobbies, the parents and kids also do that, right? right? So if a parent really wants the same race big, we'll make sure we look for them. Mm-hmm. But we often say, if we don't, is this okay, right? That way you and you two aren't paired to a kid and mom goes, you're not black. This is horrible. We don't want that, yeah. right? No. We don't, right? If, we don't want if that. That's, if that's really important, then yeah, we don't yes. want to overstep yes. there. And the same thing yeah. goes for if mom wants someone who's Buddhist or mom wants someone who's gay yeah. or straight or whatever the case is. I- Oh, I'm sorry. Keep, yeah. No, so we want to make sure that everyone's preferences, when yeah. you're coming to the table, you're starting off on probably the best foot. And then hopefully, if you do have those differences, mm-hmm. now you can actually learn from each other in a really positive way. But easier said than done, yeah. right? So back to your question. Right. So we put on an event last year called A Conversation on, oh boy, I just messed the title up. The subtitle <laughs> was basically, it was a conversation on race, culture, and identity in America. Okay. That was that was the event we put on. It was in the theater where you all came in, right, for the info session. We had a packed house. We had we invited our bigs and littles, and we came in. We had a panel. Then we had a panel of, um, we had our one of our board chairs moderate, a black man. We had a um, white big brother by the name of Charles Pignieri, who was amazing. He was our big brother of the year this year. His little brother, Sean, who was black. We had um, another black man by the name of Gene. We had a um, Hispanic woman. And then we had another black woman. So these were all bigs from very different backgrounds, right? Different racial, different ethnicities. And we just had conversations about Trump, about the police. We had um, our board chair who was moderating it. One of his best friends is a police captain with the Prairie Village Police. So he came in and we actually asked him, we actually had a debate about should he come in uniform or not? We said, no, let's not have him come in uniform, <laughs> right? Because again, that perception, and we wanted peop- we wanted these kids to have just be be comfortable having this conversation you've already said you want you want a kid to trust the police yes Mm -hmm. right to to a point yes and so you have this and this dude i don't know if he played football but he's huge right (laughs) so you got this giant you got this big black dude who's there and we let everybody know and by the way we have this we have so-and-so and and he's a police captain he's great and we know him and he gave his very honest uh take on the police and the interaction between minority populations right um keep in mind we only had about an hour and a half to talk about all these things but that was what was great was we didn't just have a room full of black and brown people we had a lot of white people there that a lot of white bigs because they make up the majority of our matches and I always make a point to tell people that yes it's really important for us to get a more diverse population of bigs in there for all those different perspectives you can share but it's also really important that people know that I don't really care that you're white Mm -hmm. just know that one I'm applauding you for being a big that's one two and three number four let's make sure you know how to navigate these differences whatever they may be right we're, we're in a period of uh of weird uh small amounts of time to deal with big ideas yes. we were just watching the golden globe awards and we were watching the red carpets and people were trying to ask people like hey who are you wearing and also there's 30 seconds left yeah can we talk about sexism in right industry-wide 
thing that and it's like, well, n- no, no one gets yes, there. And it right? reminded me of yes. Like, who's your who's your guest? The activist. Can you give her twenty seconds really uh, quick yeah. to say something? Exactly. That's, right? that's that a lot. all I. That's all I've written about this week. Yeah. I, the, about like how Hollywood is trying to bring in activism and the 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 benefits and the pitfalls of that and right. like there are a lot of both but if you right. don't recognize the pitfalls then it's just bullshit if you're yeah. just talking about how great this thing is which was like a year ago when uh, Starbucks made uh, the hashtag oh. race together thing and it's like yeah. hey oh, your yeah. barista doesn't have time to explain slavery to you before yeah. you get onto the train yeah. you don't understand that this isn't where this race yeah. conversation can I get happened. I, can everyone, I just get my apple cider please everyone was like yeah <laughs> everyone was really surprised that Starbucks didn't fix racism yeah. I was surprised. I, Were you I surprised? just I just wanted a muffin. Yeah. That's all I wanted. And uh right. We 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 love the idea of, of solving something in like a a, a a cube a cubic amount of time. Yes. Like a, yeah. a solvent amount of minute. Right. Uh and and that is what feels so weird about this. And so that is one of the things that I think we thought about and based on the the idea of like what kid do we take in uh, in this program and then what do we give back and what do we not know? What do you right. ask about and like how do you ask about it in that way? And you've, right. you've done it, but you've also done it in a way that you've had to acknowledge that you had a generational like difference uh, with it from what your little had from what your next little had. Right, like, right. Everything is always changing and is weird and I don't know like what did... Even for people that are not about to become a bigger little tonight that are listening to right, this, this isn't show, this is turned into like yeah, a commercial for it, which it sounds like an amazing it, organization. You that, should try it, and get it's involved. Sort of in like, it. what advice do you give to a kid about dealing with the police? Right, I right, guess is a good right. <laughs> but another thing I would tell you is <clears throat> with with the election, and you have people that are so pissed off, right? Yeah, uh, for a number of reasons. Both sides of it. I hate to say using that because it's such a general term. Very but fine people, there are people on both sides. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. So, yeah. sorry. sorry. Uh, anyway, you just like saying it like that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because man. it's nonsense. Right. Sorry. Keep right. going. Right. Keep it's like going. it's like yeah. what a low bar. Yeah. And and, it, and the bar hasn't even been set. Right? Yeah. You can't you can't take a there's, stand on that. There's a bar lying on the floor somewhere. Right. Let's see what we can do with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, What's under I, that? I don't know. Let's don't dig and find out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, but this, so I'd, I'd like to, I belong to all these different groups and I'm fascinated with diversity and equity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I'm always struck by how our program is, if people really took a look at it, I hope one day someone does this really in-depth research on this program because mm-hmm. it really does highlight what so many politicians may use as a talking point or what a lot of uh, social media activists, and I, what I mean by that is their social media does great in terms of getting the word out, mm-hmm. but sometimes people stop there and yep. they don't actually get involved, right? Um, but a lot of people like to use these phrases, but then we have this program that's actually putting it in action, right? When you look at the fact that we probably have a ton of Republicans and Trump voters um, that are bigs. And if you look at the demographics of our kids, that means we have people on the right that are matched to little black boys and girls and little brown boys and girls, right? Yeah. We have people who are probably very Christian who are matched to kids who may be Muslim or not, may not subscribe to any faith mm-hmm. or religion. So you think about the fact that hopefully they're having some of these conversations in a productive way. Um, we said, one thing I said at that event was I often hear people talk about if we could just figure out that we have more things in common than different things would be better and uh, we need to focus more on the similarities. And I go, yeah, I get that, but, but I, I don't agree. I want to focus on the differences yeah. because right. I think that's what's so cool. 
it's if you t if you try to treat me like I'm the same, that's in a lot of way you're doing that colorblind thing, and you're saying, oh well. I can treat you like you're like me if I try to ignore the fact that you're different. Which I don't is, see race, so I can ignore every experience you have that yes, I've never experienced yes, myself. Right? Yeah. And so the great thing about what we're doing and we have our case managers, they're calling and we make sure we have, we try to make sure we have this inclusive program that one says, hey, we don't care who you are. As long as you're not going to pose a danger to these kids, let's bring your whole self into this program. And you can share that with this kid in this really cool, meaningful friendship. But along the way, we also want to make sure that you have an opportunity to figure out how best to have a constructive conversation mm -hmm. with another adult, let alone a little kid yeah. who maybe have a lot of questions for you. And the worst thing you can do is a kid ask you a question, you go, uh, and you just move on because you might be signaling that kid that that's not that important or I'm not mm -hmm. that important. Right. So that's a lot of pressure to put on someone who just said, hey, I just want to rake leaves. I just want to play some video games. Yeah. I want to have fun. But. I think once you realize it's a friendship, this is a kid that wants to hang out with you, you're going to be a positive influence regardless of those differences. That's the cool part. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing when they think about the politics of the day and identity mm. and this this left and right and this bullshit alt-right label. And it's like, no, it's Nazis, right? It's yeah. Right? So we talk about this. <laughs> there we, you are. Yeah. There you are. Welcome right? to the podcast. Yes, right? <laughs> and so we skirt around these things and we go, well, no, let's let's look at the similarities. Let's look at the differences. Let's celebrate those things in a way that's not tokenism, that's not um, using this as an accessory. It's more like, oh, no, I want to learn about you mm -hmm. so that we can both move forward in a really, really meaningful, significant way. Mm -hmm. Um and we'll have some fun along the way. That's the, that's the point of it all. Yeah. Again, this was not meant yeah. to turn into a commercial for Big Brothers Big Sisters, but it's it's such an incredible organization. And the branch in KC specifically is like the best, right? I so <laughs> so to give props, so there's 300 there's over 300 agencies nationwide and Greater KC won uh, agency of the year four out of the last six years wow. so yeah we're really proud of that uh, but there's different there's different size organizations mm -hmm. and so we won in our category but you know to have had that kind of consistency that means that that just really what that means is for people who aren't in the industry and don't know what that means it just means that we're able to serve a lot of kids and yeah. hopefully serve them at a really high level yeah you know so you just have a lot of fun I mean, what are you all thinking you're going to do once you get signed up like what are what kind of activities? What are you going to do with your little? You, so you asked this last night during, <laughs> as a test. Is yes. this a test? No, it is not a okay. test. It is not a test. <laughs> well, okay. Well, this. Uh, as long as you don't mention bars, you're good. You're not going to give a okay, bad answer. Okay, well then, I, Terrence edit this out because I had nothing else to go <laughs> with. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, this actually gets back to something that you mentioned last night yeah. and today that I wanted to ask about. So you said you're a big geek. You're Marvel yes. or DC? Ooh. Or, or All right, no. just everything. So here's the thing. <laughs> I am Marvel over DC. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that um, Marvel and the way that mutants. I love the fact yes. that mutant mutants have become this allegory for racism and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Whereas DC, most characters tend to get their powers through magic or a potion or some sort of explosion. In Marvel, it's like, no, I'm just born this way. I'm different and I'm being... Yeah. I'm being discriminated against. So I love that they took that. I'm also a huge fan of Image. I love mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff with Image. They do um, Avatar and uh, 
Dynamite does a lot of cool retro stuff. I have to be and honest. So, I don't even know why I asked because to I, I what, personally hate you, that question. Because are you DC it, or Marvel? Do you care? I mean, Marvel, but also... Right. Like Wonder Woman has right. really brought me over. Also, yeah. but there are some things that I love about. No, like, be honest about what you said last night. Uh oh. What? When you said we will only take a Marvel kid. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so right. when Brock and I were joking about our <laughs> littles, there is indoctrination in your future. Yeah. Um, I love. Uh, so Marvel, I lean mm-hmm. towards Marvel, but. Um, as boring as, as a character Superman can be, I'm still fascinated. I still love a good Superman, well, yeah. godlike character. That's, There's something to be said for that. Right? That's what I was going to say. Where before, did his mustache but, go? No one knows. I don't know. That's right. what I was going to say before Brock interrupted me with a weird joke we made. Is that like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wonder Woman and Superman both have that thing that you just mentioned of like, I was just born like this and yeah. I have trouble fitting into normal right, everyday right, life right. because both both Superman and Wonder Woman, like their actual identity is mm-hmm. their hidden identity. Right. Like, it, anyway. Right. Yeah. It, so, so now we're starting a second podcast. But you know, I mean, those either are questions. So for mm-hmm. instance, Star Wars or Star Trek, I'm a Star Trek person. Mm-hmm. I'm a Trekkie, but I love Star Wars. I like them both. Yeah. So for different reasons, That's I don't know if you've I watched. I don't even know why I asked. Because have either of you seen the new Star Trek? No, uh, oh, Discovery, my. we still haven't watched oh, it. Oh, so it is... Don't tell any of my readers. They'll I'm get just, really mad at me. I'm just going to say, <laughs> when people got mad at the last few J.J. Abrams movies, because mm-hmm. they said, oh, this is so dark, this this new Star Trek is way beyond dark. Mm. This, this doesn't even really feel like... It doesn't feel like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone said... Let's take like Firefly and let's kind of retheme it with Star Trek. Oh, we love it; it's great, but it well, is let's dark just as hell. Get on board for this new Tarantino Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Have well, I don't know if they're trying to get people ready for it because that's am- they are. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they can cuss on it because it's CBS oh, All right. Access. Yeah, they're dropping yeah. curse words, and it's ooh, people are getting killed left and right. Oh. I, I I don't know if you've stayed up with it. Have you watched the Orville? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my family watches it, yeah. and it has struck them in the same way I think Star Trek is supposed to strike right. people. Right, that's the funny in, thing. In yeah. a social justice way, like, they did an episode about trans issues that my dad got in a way that I don't think my dad got from me doing two I years on a podcast the- with a <laughs> right. trans co-host. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what are we doing? How did yeah. How did Seth MacFarlane crack right. this code? Because he shouldn't have. Right. I'm angry about and it. And I, I don't know if they if the networks talk to each other. Like Fox and CBS, because they there's no overlap. It's not as right. if it doesn't. Because yeah. at first we thought the Orville's going to feel like they're making fun of another show that's on at the same time. But no, they're totally different. Huh. They're totally different. Yeah. Have you? Do you watch Black Mirror? Yeah. Oh yes. So have you seen the new All season, of them. the USS Callister? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, we that's yeah. my we favorite that to people new at Star our Trek. New Year's party. Yeah, we had did people you? over for New Year's and we made them watch oh, Callister. Man. That show so so Happy New Year. We yeah. don't have Shut friends up. anymore. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to introduce you to maybe the best bit of TV you're going to see all, yeah. all year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, today I got to fill out the the post follow-up uh, survey that you guys have for oh, yeah. doing this, which is the most introspective <laughs> two hours worth of 100 questions that I've ever had to fill yeah. out. It's 50 questions, but it feels like 100. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really does, and it asks you to, to write stuff. And within it, I, I actually remembered that uh, I, I'm pretty positive that as a kid, my dad uh, did a Big Brothers, Big Sisters thing and brought a kid in. And I yeah. think that in like third, fourth grade, it was like a recovered memory that popped up today uh-huh. that I was such a piece of shit really? needing attention uh-huh. that like 
we had to drop that kid. What? Oh. Uh, and I've been trying to get in touch with my family about it all day. But right. like my sister's like, yeah, I kind of remember that thing happening too. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah, we like took him with us to a bowling alley. And I was like, I want more Attention. bowling. Right. So I'm really excited to enter this as a couple with Brock now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll tell you this though. Hey. <laughs> hey. Nice. Most of the, um, a lot of our bigs have kids of their own. And a lot of them will actually get matched to a kid that's about the same age. Oh, uh-huh. wow. And then they, we had, we had a board member that had a little, he had a son, he had several kids and he came back to us one day and he said, yeah, I had to call my case manager cause I wasn't sure how to handle this because I ended up being just like a chauffeur because my son and my little just hung out all the time. And I was like, but I'm, I'm the big, I, I want to hang out. I, I, I can play Minecraft too. And the kid's like, no, no, we're good, dad. We're I'll good. wait in just, the parking right? lot while yeah. you go to a movie. It's yeah. me, Chuck E. Cheese. Right. No, nice. no dad. No, it's not working. Just go get us some chips. Wow. So this is, this is such a big, interesting, cool thing. And we've done a great ad for it here. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, man. Well, we're just, we're really excited. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Again, we uh, I've said this, yeah. but like, we did not have you on just to promote Big Brothers, Big Sisters, hey, but I'm... we went to this meeting last night and we're both so excited for it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. so, we close so out I'm sure sh- you have other interests, but I'm sorry. This is all That's we want to talk about. <laughs> it's, it's all good. We, we close out the show with everyone sharing some sort of pop culture thing, uh, like a TV show or Netflix thing you should, they should watch or something like that, board game, whatever. Uh, but before we close out on this one, uh, I would just like you to offer up like a way that people can get in touch in general with Big Brothers Big Sisters and find out where they can do their local thing. Sure. So the nice thing about it is I'm not going to give you a web address or a phone number because that's hard to remember. Mm-hmm. So just Google Big Brothers Big Sisters. <laughs> it will take you to a website. You type in your zip code. It will pull up our website because we're the nearest ones. And then it will actually just kind of hopefully that's maybe how you... Well, it's really we have we're really proud of our website. This is the almost borderline. I'm mad at you, Brock, for asking the question. No, 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 not at all. I'm, Shut up. I'm Just glad Google you. The thing. I'm glad no, you asked. It's a great but, answer. Just but the Google thing it. is, you know, not some places are hard to find. And say, like, okay, I don't do I call this number? No, mm-hmm. you just Google Big Brothers Big Sisters. It'll take you to the website. Type in your zip code. It'll point you right to us. It's bbbskc.org, as in Big Brothers Big Sisters kc.org. But if you don't remember that, Google us. You'll find us. It's not that bad. Sometimes I've said to people, if they're like, yeah, we just can't find you. I'm like, well, how hard do you really look? Yeah. Right? It's like all the answers of every question ever asked are in your phone. <laughs> it's in your pocket, right? It's like you just figured out this obscure actor from the 50s, I'm sure. It's some party somewhere, but you can't you can't yeah. find us? Come on. <laughs> it's Come hard. On. Also, right? we, uh, some of our friends from Los Angeles still haven't forgotten about us and they're listening to this. And like we have a lot of friends, especially like actor, writer friends who... Yes you know, don't think they have a lot of time because freelancing is a hard-ass gig. Uh, But, like, you meet with a kid once a week or there are other programs twice a month. There are other programs. Twice a month, there's so so many options. There's so many options. I mean, I I have to be honest, like, you, we went around the room last night and you asked, like, why are you doing this? And I had had too many answers. But one of them is (laughs) that, like, I'm finally in a steady nine-to-five gig, and that makes me feel like I have time to finally do the volunteer work I always wanted to be doing. But the truth is, even as a freelancer, like, I had an hour a week. Like, so just anyone listening to this, any city you're in, Google it. Google it. Yeah, I mean, there's some agencies where you just go hang out with the kid in school. There's some, like, ours where you do stuff outside of school. It can do all kinds (laughs) of stuff. Yeah. I, I tell someone this. If you're still thinking about it, once you know what the program is, over the next week, now you know it's not about spending money. It's not about 
going to the circus or the amusement park or mm-hmm. this or that or even it's going out to eat. It's about leaves. It's just about, yeah, it's about leaves. <laughs> it's about help. So over the next week, when you're doing the most basic mundane things, the things you would never think twice about telling someone that you did, <laughs> just when you're doing it, even if you're just in the car, just look to your left, look to your right. You've got empty space next to you. You could just have one of these kids there with you. Yeah. That's that's really all it is. You mentioned when, when you, you said mentioned driving groceries. around and listening to music in the yeah. car. I was like, yes, I can do that. That's, yeah, you, that's you, you mentioned grocery shopping a couple yes. times. <laughs> yes, PetSmart groceries. There's sometimes Jalen gets in the car. He's like, what are we doing today? You got some runs? I'm like, yeah, hey, I got runs. So <laughs> we'll make that happen. We got some runs to make. So, uh, so pop culture stuff. Oh, uh, Brock's I'll, looking I'll start at with me. Mine. Yeah. Uh, there is a book out called A Burglar's Guide to the City, oh. uh, which is a uh, sort of historical guide to burglars and how they look at cities. But it is also how uh, <laughs> it, it reads like uh, inventing a video game about breaking into places. Well, like, now I finally understand why that showed up on my Audible purchases list. Nice. And I almost called customer service because nice. I didn't understand who would get this book. And now I, I know burgled my it. husband would get this book. <laughs> I burgled you the burgled it book. from my Audible account. <laughs> so We have an Audible cool. account. I love to be there. I have an Audible account. Viv, what yeah. do you got? <laughs> um, shit, I never think about this ahead of time. Um, oh, we love the show episodes. episodes I was just going to... Well, that, that's my thing. No. Uh, I don't know. Episodes. Yeah, we're finally catching up five years. We Oh, we haven't had an episode since Black Mirror started again this season. Right. Watch a couple episodes of this season of Black Mirror. Pick and some choose of them, some Black Mirrors. <laughs> some yes. of them are good. I would say I, I binged it. <laughs> Yeah, but I, so could, I could take it. Maybe, maybe I'm broken. I don't know, but <laughs> it's it, it's pretty heavy, like all of them. So yeah. maybe break it up a little bit. The Callister is the best. Yes. Uh, the Hang the DJ is the, the DJ second best. People have said that's kind of like the San Junipero from last yeah, season, right? But yeah, but yeah. without the payoff, yeah, only yeah. because it's about it's a not, weird it's dating. Not, yeah, it's thing. not that level. No, right. just watch the Callister like yeah. a million times. That's my. That's mine. See, I like Dog, the fifth episode. A lot of people didn't. That the black was and our white one. least favorite episode that's ever yeah. existed it in was, Black Mirror It was history. so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very different. Yeah, it's, but I will ruin it if I say anymore. We can't have that conversation. Woman's without, being without chased spoiling. by a robotic dog. I know, I know. It's so straightforward, <laughs> Way to but it ruin works. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is there yeah. anything, what anything you love? you're into? What are you liking right now? So, there's a, there's a sitcom that's no longer on the air. It's called The Carmichael Show. Yes! yes. You watch that one? Uh, Jared and I did stamp together in LA. Did you really? Yeah. yeah when, so when he got the sitcom, I was like, "What's happening?" Yeah. And so when he summarily two years later quit the sitcom, I was like, "Yeah, right." Equally, I have um, the same number of questions. Jared, uh, Jared Carmichael. I mean, his standup is amazing. Yes. Uh, the the way he commands the stage in such a way you just wouldn't expect someone. I say this he, as if I did, know what that is. He did his but, first special year one of him yeah, doing stand-up right? and Spike Jones shot yeah. it. Like, like, and then his second one, was the name of it? Where it was just like him in the round. It was just him on a circular stage yeah. talking. And that was, I mean, that's, yeah. So anyway, he's a genius. Sorry, and, not uh, Spike Jones, Spike Lee. Spike, Spike Lee, Lee yes, shot those. Yes, very yeah. different people. Very different people. Um, so, although if you, yeah, anyway, I'll leave it there. Yeah. I'll leave it there. They but, look uh, the same to me. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. So, um, thank you. Thank yes. you so much. You're welcome. For You're welcome. So, the Carmichael show, it's no longer on the air. You can catch it on maybe Hulu. It's on Hulu now. Yeah. You can catch thing. it on Hulu. Yeah. It's so a lot of people looked at, uh, say, Blackish uh, or Insecure Atlanta as this new crop of black shows and sitcoms and comedies. That Carmichael show, I felt, was so 
so under the radar. Yeah. And it was crazy because it was on prime time, but you talk about some of the most pointed dialogue, mm-hmm. but done in a way that still had the laugh track and it was still funny as hell. It did direct episodes about uh, still laugh- laughing at Cosby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that they were just like, we're going to say the N word and we oh, dare yes. the network yeah. to, to believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. But also uh, one of the head writers on it was uh, Kumail's wife. Emily, yeah. Emily V. Gordon, yeah. who the Washington Post today ran a headline calling her Kumail Nanjiani's wife. And he had to be like, please don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. I can't believe that this was timely. Yeah. 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 So that's a, it's not new, but it's, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people missed. It just missed. died, and, yeah. but it is on Hulu yeah. right a lot now. Of people, and, and, it and, and I couldn't, a lot of people I couldn't it. believe yeah. that it was on. I can't believe they made it as long as they did. Yeah. I mean, I really did. I love the show, but. They they had it, to have, it had an all star cast and it had it did. everything that was like this could stay on the air forever and right. he was like I'm like 26 yeah I did two or three years of this I yeah it's something they, else now they it's had fine. and I'm sure he probably got so many notes from the studio about mm-hmm. can you not do this can you can you bring this down I'm sure that was a constant fight right I, yeah. I don't know but I I'd have to assume that I can't be I can't imagine being a dude in your mid 20s trying to make a long running sitcom at right. this point like right. well. Will just be lit on fire for yeah. for what this is, right? And it, it might be nice that it kind of exists, almost like a BBC show. It's like it existed for the short run, exactly. and it's done now, right? It's done, but it's it was perfect. And I'm glad that if that's the case, that they left before it started getting milk, you know, watered right. down or whatever the case yeah. is. So I almost said milk down. That's not a thing. Sure, let's it, milk it down. Let's milk it down. That's that, when enough white writers come in. Not, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Milk it down. <laughs> Another trademark. Another trademark. Another trademark. You yeah. you did just remind me that like I had trouble coming up with a pop culture thing because I never think you know, think of this ahead of time. Can I actually say one that I haven't watched yet, but I'm mad at myself for not? Sure. Grownish uh, premiered. I, I haven't think, watched this it week. yet. Yeah, uh, it's the spinoff of yeah. Blackish on. Um, Yara, shit, I'm blanking on her name. The daughter. The daughter, the older daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she directed some episodes too, I yeah. think. That premiered this week. The Good Place is also back. And uh, Brock and I have seen the next like three episodes. And it they might be my favorite of the whole series of a show that we love. So there's and, and we're we're back we're back into TV. Uh, we're okay. we're back into the the winter. And over let's the winter end month. on the thing that we did that uh, is something only insane people would do, uh, which is that we listened to all twelve hours of the Fire and Fury audio. Oh my god! Oh, did you? We did. Like, oh in two no! Days. See, I thought I thought Black Mirror was tough. That's a, no. I played Stardew Valley while Black we listened Mirror. to the audiobook of it to try and can't like the chill of Stardew Valley. Did oh. not cancel out. Uh, and, and if you theory. are the sort of person that, that cares about politics and wants to know about this thing, you needn't do the entire book. No. Because right. the book uh, is basically like, if, if the last year was a TV show, the book is like the special features, and then you found out in the special features that the cast all hates each other. It's yeah, fine. Right. Uh, but the first eight pages of it are about Roger Ailes and Steve Bannon hosting a dinner party with just three other journalists where they just brag about their dicks and how they're about to run the world. Oh. Uh, and it plays out like the worst one-act play you've ever seen. And it is the thing that I think everyone read was immediately demanding, like, 
prove that this was said once right, right. because it is the most insane thing. And of course, it was the first thing to be very easily proved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because happened. Wolf, right. who wrote the book, hosted that party. But at, yeah, his, <laughs> at his goddamn at his house. house. Yeah. Uh, and, anyway, so in things we in things we don't recommend, that's the top of the list. Yeah. Wow. Uh, don't so, don't read that book. You need. Yeah, that, I have. A, I I was like, I I don't know if I could. You, I don't. don't could. You don't need to. I was going to just find people that read and say, okay, give me the cliff notes. That's it. That's the. That's, that's about it. Yeah. Hey, do you yeah. remember being mad? Take right. it up by twenty percent. You're yeah. right where we yeah. are. That's yeah. what we have. Listen I, to it one and a half speed. <laughs> I, 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 the one and a half speed of anger. Right. Is what the I just is. I don't need the behind the scenes of of, yeah. of a crap show. I and, don't. I don't want it. And if you do, if you do want it, I don't know. Go read Katie Turr's book right. because there are other people that have done this first. Yeah. But for some reason everyone's paying attention to this one well, and because you really he had, don't because need he to. had this insider track yeah right, that other but so did didn't. katie turn her right. book came yeah, out a right. lot earlier like mm-hmm. people could have people i don't know people could have been outraged a lot earlier well <laughs> I, I i actually think the the atlantic wrote the piece about it that makes it worthwhile which is uh, that they're like hey you know all this stuff was out here about like uh weinstein and stuff uh and sometimes it just takes somebody putting all the pieces into the right place to make you understand just how fucked it is. And that's actually what this book is versus other things. And it is not that there's any sort of surprise here. It's that everybody in the Republican Party knows how insane Donald Trump is and knows what they're willing to do to get their stuff through under him. Uh-huh. Uh, and and to just put it all into one place where uh-huh. you can read it like in a row. Yep. That's what makes it insane. Also and something written as salaciously as possible that actually yes. is really hard to fact check and so therefore it gets a lot of attention right, right. from the right from conservative all right outlets like uh-huh. it's just it That's hits really all point, yeah. it hits all the marks to be something you don't have to spend your time right, on right, so right. so that's been our show i'm brock wilbur at brock wilbur on twitter I'm Vivian Kane at Viv underscore Kane. Uh, you can also find me at the Mary Sue uh, every day ranting about these things. <laughs> and I am I am Tahir Atwater. You can find me at my day job, Big Brothers of Big Sisters. Google you can also, it. Yes, Google it. You can also find me at several different tabletop hobby stores <laughs> where I'm constantly playing board games or comic book shops or just surrounded by other geeks like me. They like talking about things in our room. What's the name of your uh, of your board game podcast? The Meeple's Court. Yes. The Meeple's Court. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate. Please review. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.